Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Alright, what up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good evening, Landerson Hooper. Good evening to you, Craig. Thought I was gonna burp, though. Me too. You thought you were? I mean, I kind of did. I burp a lot when I'm not feeling well. It's like a weird thing. When I start just burping, I'm like, oh shit, I'm coming down with something. I've got the uh, toilet paper right here. You ran out of tissues or something? I'm blowing my nose so much that my no- nostrils hurt when I blow them now. Well, why aren't you using tissues? We don't have tissues. I, we don't, we're not like a tissue house. Really? You strike me as a tissue kind of guy. No, we just use toilet paper or paper towels. Really? Even though paper, paper towels, towels are not. expensive. That's not. A, that's a waste, dude. And that's rough on the nose. Yeah. No matter what. I know. I was on a. I was on a work Zoom call, and we we all get on video, and I get on, and I have just this redness around my nose, and I'm looking at myself, I'm like, oh my god, I look off. I mean, I always look awful, but I look really bad. <laughs> what kind of toilet paper is it that you're using? I feel like Charmin would be a good one because it's so thick, it's like tissues. I don't use Charmin else. because it clogs up the toilets. Really, in the sewage huh. system. But that's the good stuff. It's too thick. Yeah, he's right, because, like, and then if you, like, rip off, like, one sheet, it's too thin, but if you do two sheets, it's, like, too thick. That's why I like the thin stuff. I can kind of do a three-fold. No, I don't like that stuff at all. It's horrible. I use the Scott Comfort Plus. It's cheap, and it's soft, but it's not that Scott, like, uh, it's not, like, that really cheap Scott stuff that you could, like, see your hand through it. It's so Right, you buy it for, like, 49 cents a roll. Where you, like, wipe your ass... And your hand goes right through it. No, I don't like that. Basically into your shit. Who who likes that? Nobody would like that. At, at work, they redid one of the, well, they redid a couple of the, the men faculty bathrooms. And so I have wipes at school that I use one at the very end whenever I use the school bathroom because it's that really cheap toilet paper and I, I hate it. Hold on. You bring your own wipes into the bathroom? I bring one with me. I put it in my pocket. You bring, bring one wipe into the bathroom? Yeah. You put f- a wipe in your pocket, like a wet wipe in your pocket? Just to get to the bathroom, yes. And then I use don't it. Don't they have the- like travel packs? I'm sure they do, but I don't carry it around. I just have it in my drawer. I take one when I need to. So it's the last one thing I wipe. use. So that's like the closer? Yeah. After you use the regular TP? I never had an issue. And now they have this new bathroom that after two weeks, the toilet in the men's room and the women's room were clogged that you flush one and in the other one, the other toilet would bubble up. So they had to oh. come- that have the plumbers come in and I'm talking to the assistant principal. He's like, yeah. He's like, they were pulling wipes out of the, out of the pipe. And I was like, what? Oh no. No. He's like, yeah. He's like, do you know anybody <laughs> who does that? And I was like, I don't know anything about that. See, my only memory of like school, public school toilets is that they have so much force when you flush them. It's like, whoosh. And yeah. it's like sucks everything down. 
But I guess not in your school. I don't know if they replace the pipes and they're smaller or what, but... <laughs> well, speaking of crap, I don't, that's not a good segue. Um, <laughs> if you like our show, go on to iTunes, wherever you listen, leave us a positive review and or a five-star rating. All right, it's been a couple of weeks since we all got together. What is it? Every time I just was sick? I've been sick like for two weeks. It's the COVID. COVID, yeah. yeah. No, I don't have COVID. No, you don't? No. But the colds have been running through my house. I haven't gotten tested for COVID, but my kids have, and they don't have it. Well, then you don't have it. Funny how we test our kids every time they have a cold, but I've never gotten tested. Oh, they've been tested multiple times already? Uh, my daughter has been a couple times. My son once. He got his first COVID test the other day. Such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is so much tougher. <laughs> He's like six. <laughs> it's almost seven. You shouldn't cry when you... <laughs> It only goes up your nose like an inch and a half. No, that is not true. That is not true at all. They shove that thing all the way up your nose. It like tickles your brain. It didn't look that long to me. It, yeah, it's a good four inches, bro. They shove that thing way in there. No, not this one. Oh, his was different than every other one? <laughs> I don't know. Have they gotten better since you got it? No, because my son just got one a week ago and it was the same thing. And did he cry? I don't think so, but he's 12, so... But then again, he could be a pussy too, so. All right, well, on today's show, we're going to be reviewing the power forwards in this year's draft. As we've been doing for the other positions, we're on to the power forwards. We'll get to that later. Sorry I sound like shit here, and I'm going to be blowing my nose and getting out of breath frequently. We'll be looking at those later. The Knicks are back, kind of, in their own little tiny bubble. It's been fun seeing some videos of them and some photos. The brown paper bag, nobody knows what's inside. I told you what's inside, bro. You told me what's, what is inside. I Tom Thibodeau told the team that you're not bringing any designer gym bags because he saw all these fluffy uh, Louis that's Vuitton what you think bags. It is. I'm telling you, that's totally what it is because I see jerseys hanging out of the bags and I've seen it in multiple pictures. That's totally what it is because every player's got one. It's not just There's Frank. No, there is that, no way he told these players they had to leave those bags at home. That they I'm used. telling you, he did. Would you ever carry around a Louis Vuitton bag? No. Ever. Well, I wouldn't. But, I mean, that's nothing new for these guys. I have a Louis Vuitton wallet, but it's not like the brown one with the LVs on it. It's like you wouldn't even know it's a Louis Vuitton wallet if it wasn't stamped on the inside. It's like a gray and blue, you know, classy wallet. These guys enjoy the finer things. You know that. I mean, look at how they dress. You know, it's just, it's one of their things. That's what they do. So I think all Knicks fans have noticed this, or is it just me? We've all been talking about it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That in every photo and video, there always seems to be a brown bag that someone is either holding or nearby. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, I, I truly believe that's what it is. Did I'm, you hear no that bullshit. anywhere else? Because that's, that's no. a fucking ridiculous. I didn't hear it anywhere, but I'm telling you that that's what it is. You don't see any gym bags around, but you see those brown bags everywhere. And again, I've seen jerseys, and it could have been like the first, and it's not just the first time. So what do you think Thibodeau said to them? I, sa- I think he said, look, we're not fucking around here this season. You guys are coming to work. This is a job. We're going to put in the work. You think he said to Frank, you think he said like, guys, we're, this, is, this isn't a fucking, fa- this isn't a fashion show. This isn't a fashion show. Frank, you're not on the Champs-Élysées. That's exactly right. With your fucking Louis Vuitton bag. All right. That's exactly right. And your, and your fucking big orange jackets. You're here to fucking play basketball. This is my philosophy. You're not going to a spa treatment. You're not getting on a <laughs> private jet to go to the Bahamas with your girl or your, your, your other girl. You're coming here to work. So get rid right. of that get rid of that bullshit. Check it at the door. You want you, you forget the status symbols, all right? This is about basketball. So gra- take a brown paper bag, that's your new work bag. How about forget about looking good on the way to play a game? How about you fucking look good 
on the fucking court. Yeah, I don't need you worrying about what you're going to wear. What you got to worry about is the work that you're going to put in on the court. <laughs> okay, well, listen, I guess we'll find out when the games begin in uh, a year and a half, right? <laughs> Pretty much. If they if these guys are strolling up to games with the brown paper bag and right, they're a all walking on jacket. the uh, <laughs> right, they're all walking on the team bus and the charter. Then we'll know. All right, guys, let's take this time to uh, thank one of our sponsors, our only sponsor. <laughs> The only one that believes in us. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. Jay, do you want to read this one or should I do it? Well, you could read it and I could talk about it as you go through if you'd like. Because I could talk to you sure. about the, the new flavor of the month and stuff. It's been, a, it's been a while, so there's a new flavor. Well, that's right. It's a new month. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if you just also like make sounds like you're enjoying what I'm talking about. Well, start talking about it and I'll do it. Sure. All right, guys. It's a hard next life. But for this ad, we like to say it's a crummy oh, next God, life. Oh, God, that sounds good. Using a family... What? <laughs> What was that? I said, oh, God, that sounds good. <laughs> Using a family recipe born in 1950s Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company will deliver you the finest and most delicious mm. crummy cakes on the yes, market. Yes, they will. With flavors like classic crumb, blackout, salty caramel, and Brooklyn Joe, your taste buds will thank you. God, that stuff is delicious. In this next little section, you start, like, fucking moaning. <laughs> I don't know about right. that. And they are available online in two sizes, oh. the classic 8 by 8 inch. Yes. <laughs> The classic <laughs> mm. fuck, eight by eight inch size cakes or their world famous crumpkins. Goodness. Which, Jay, listen to this. Yeah. They're essentially crumb cakes in mini muffins. <sighs> mini you muffins. pop those in your mouth oh one at a time. Yes. <laughs> so take mm. a trip down Clark's. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So take a trip down Clarkson Ave and crumb get some. Go to www.clarksonavecrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE, Jay. For 23% off your order of those delicious crumbs. For Big Mitch. What is the flavor of the month? Caramel Ellen. apple crumb cake. Ooh, I did see a photo of that. Yeah, it on looks Twitter. delicious. They've got it on the table next to a drink that looks like an old fashioned or something. Oh. Looks like you're having an old fashioned with some caramel apple crumb cake, Granny Smith apples, re, uh, real bourbon vanilla, and it is the finest. It says Saigon cinnamon. So we're not even t we're talking about we're talking about Vietnamese cinnamon here. Like we're talking about otherworldly, other side of the world cinnamon. What do you mean Vietnamese cinnamon? It says the finest Saigon cinnamon. The fuck is what is it? Cinnamon from Saigon. I I assume. I don't know. I'm assuming Vietnamese cinnamon is is a big deal. And what's an old fashioned? Well, I know there's a maraschino cherry in there. And what is it? Is it is like it a whiskey drink? What? Is it whiskey? I believe so. There's like bitters, some kind of bitters in there, right? Yeah, it's it's whiskey. It's uh, I think some brandy. Sounds like you barely know. What There's you're some zest about. in there. I know what it looks like. <laughs> it's not, you're not helping at all. You don't know. Yeah, have you ever had one? I just Googled it. I have had them. I'm just trying to remember okay. offhand. Yeah, looking, looking, seeing that photo, that's honestly what sold to me. I was like, that drink, that looks like a good combination. Yeah, Whatever it does. that drink is. A nice, a nice, you know, warm alcoholic drink because it's getting a little colder outside with that delicious gooey crumb cake it sells it that picture sells it do you ever live like that will you sit down and have crumb cake and a heart and some hard alcohol no but i might now <laughs> i know sounds amazing I mean, this this picture is selling a lifestyle and i'm i'm buying it I, I like it before we get into the power forwards which i'm excited to talk about what's going on with crazy Kyrie? <laughs> they just hired steve nash right yes yeah how did that come up exactly he i heard he he preferred Ty Lue, apparently. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Can you imagine what's going to go on this season with that team? So Durant 
got his friend, Steve Nash, basically, in for this job. But meanwhile, Kyrie wanted Ty Lue. So it's Durant who got his way. And now Kyrie is claiming that they don't even need a head coach because they have Durant and Kyrie. And basically anyone can coach any given night. Pretty much. What does, Na- what does Steve Nash think after hearing that? He's got to feel horrible. And what do the other players think? You know, you're any of these other players, you know, even even a good player like Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie, any of these other guys hearing Kyrie and KD make those comments, they don't need a head coach. They they came from Kenny Atkinson. They came from a guy who was trying to build up this non-existent Nets culture, and they, they did it. And now you bring in Kyrie, who is a culture killer to this team. Hmm. You think the other players on the team want to hear that they don't need a head coach? They want some some order. That's what they're used to. That's what they need. They were worse with Kyrie on their team this past season. They've seen Kyrie on the Celtics and have them put a worse product on the court than when he wasn't with them. He is a culture killer, you know, and I'm sure we're going to get to his other comment where, you know, he basically, you know, just get to it now. Jabs right? LeBron James. But yeah. on the subject of LeBron What's James the, what the, and what was being the, the comment, well, well, give the, the comment. The, they were talking about crunch time and who was going to take the, sh- the last shot, him or Durant. And, you know, he said it would be about whoever was hot. And then he said, one thing I've always been comfortable with, I felt like I was the best option on every team I played for down the stretch. This That's is the fine. first time in my career I've looked down and be like, that motherfucker can make that shot too. And he'll probably first do time it in his a lot career. easier. Yeah, the first time yeah. in his career that he felt like another guy could make the shot. Meanwhile, he was playing with like LeBron, who has made nothing but like amazing shots his entire career. But the, he played the with LeBron is, for ninety percent of his career to date, pretty yeah. much. And, and and I mean, we see LeBron make amazing shots all the time. Okay, but the, he the said fact it's the not is, about LeBron. Did you see that? He denied. He said people. Yeah, need to, I, like, I know move that. On. Which is yeah. Which but what is the fuck ridiculous. is he talking? How is exactly. it not? How is it not about LeBron? But but the whole thing is LeBron James. You know, again, the Lakers come from a history of culture, and and you can argue, yeah, this Lakers team does not have culture. But one thing you would never say about LeBron is that he doesn't put in the work. All right, at least he does that, and you know, is a role model to his teammates in that sense. Kyrie, however, he just wants to go and play. He wants to show up and play ball. He doesn't want to run sprints. He doesn't want to practice. He just wants to go and play the game that he loves to play, and he doesn't need to be coached either. That's what I'm saying is a huge difference between this guy he basically insulted by by saying he can't shoot and these comments that he's making about not needing a coach. Can, can I give you part of the, the, the comment about the coach, the very end Go of ahead. it? <laughs> the very end of it. We don't need someone to come in with their coaching philosophy and change everything we're doing. What have you done? <laughs> you haven't done anything. Isn't that you exactly guys haven't what stepped a coach on the court is supposed together. to do? Come in with their coaching philosophy? change what we're doing they weren't doing anything what losing he played how many games last year 20 games if even whatever they happen to be doing and again it's, he doesn't want it's, it being changed it, it, but it wasn't even the team i mean you throw kd in there it's a totally different team and i'm sorry this team is going to implode it's already started i'm telling you it's it, it's already making the fault lines through the team right now. This this is one of those things where you guys kept talking about how you know you're happy you didn't sign them and that and part of me was like this is really just revisionist history where you're trying to soothe yourself because you didn't get the superstar that you wanted. But the more and more he says, I mean, it, it's the reality. Like, they really dodged the bullet. 
Dude, it is not, first of all, it's not revisionist. We were saying that, at the time, we were saying that we will take him if that's meant we were getting Durant. But we were saying that, like, if we were just going to end up with Kyrie, we didn't want him. Right. But but now, yeah, we have said that, yeah, we still we still would not sign up for this. No, no fucking way. Yeah, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> he is a culture killer. Just like it didn't in Boston or Cleveland. Why would it be any different here? I mean, the the one reason why it might be different is Durant. If he comes back and he's Durant, he's enough of a great player to overcome having Kyrie on your team. I mean, Kyrie was on good teams with LeBron. You know, he didn't kill that team. So I think that could happen if Durant is Durant. But like Kyrie being the main guy and the only guy, the team is done. I think there's a chance because KD is there. But you know in that locker room, there's going to be nothing but problems. You know, KD can be playing I mean, if they're winning, though, if they're the winning, who cares? It's, it's tough, though. I mean, it's going to take its toll. And people are going to want off of that team because they're not going to stand for his bullshit. The two of them are not good enough to win a championship together. Kyrie can't stay healthy, and we don't know what KD is going to be like. He might not be able to stay healthy either. I mean, Kyrie can't stay healthy at all every year lately. Let's get into the drafts, all right? We got the power forwards this week. We're going to be taking a look at uh, Alexei Pusevacki. Is that how you say <laughs> is that? that how you say his name? I don't know. <laughs> You said it with confidence. Patrick Williams, dude. Precious Achua. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Achua, Precious Achua. Obi Toppin, Onyeka Okongwu. We're going to be starting all the way at the bottom. So first, we're going to talk about Alexei Pokusevskis. <laughs> Alexei Pokusevsky. Alexei Pokusevsky. Sure. Seven-footer, supposedly a power forward out of Olympiakos, 19 years old, averaged. You know, he's international, so he was, I'm sure he wasn't getting the minutes, but 9.9 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. Uh, projected to go number 17 right now in the Tankathon mock draft. His comp, a very impressive uh, Radians Kourous. He's on the nets uh, with shades of Bobo. Um if, if that doesn't turn you off right away to taking him, I don't know what will. Barry, since, since when I was watching Alexei, he kind of reminded me of you as a player in high school. I'm curious what you thought of Alexei. <laughs> a little, just like long, much taller than everyone, right. not that athletic, you know, a little slow. Did he remind you of yourself as a, as a high schooler? Not of myself, but uh, he reminded me of a different tall, lanky player. He looked to me like a Sean Bradley who thought he was Magic Johnson because, yeah, he was much taller and frailer than everybody else but he would try to do these fancy passes which he made and he converted a lot of the time uh there's definitely potential there um he's only 18 years old almost 19 almost 19 we still it'll be 19 at the very end of the year he's young um and i started thinking about you know a lot of these guys who are seven feet tall and are seven feet tall at that young of an age they're still kind of getting used to their body so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of looking awkward at times because he's probably still getting used to his body. Um, and considering that, he moved well. Um, so there's definitely potential there. Um, even from three, he's got pretty good form. Uh, his free throw percentage was good, so that's typically a good sign um, for shooting the three. It's possible he'll be there when the Knicks pick comes around at um, 27th because I've seen him projected as low as 28 in some mock drafts. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's a gamble, though, because uh, I think he's going to look out of place for, you know, quite a few years, and it's a, it's a big risk. High risk, high reward type of thing. Are you, do you, like, I was watching him, and I wasn't that impressed. I mean, he just seemed slow to me, and he is big, and 
How often in today's game do these like do these big awkward not very athletic players really work out in the game right like it's right they're not really a part of today's game and I'm kind of after having Chris Dapps as much of a talent as he was there's always that injury risk there's always more likelihood of them getting injured or it not working out for whatever reason like I have to be honest I'm kind of over that kind of player me too I, I don't have a I feel a need to have a seven footer out there that can shoot. Or, or run the floor. Or, it's just not as appealing to me as a lot of the other styles I see out there. I thought he played really small for a seven foot or two, which was unusual. They actually said in the video we watched that his ideal position was at the three. <laughs> like, oh, great. So we've got a seven footer whose ideal position is playing on the perimeter as a three. Well, he can't, he can't play the four. I know it says he's a power forward. He, he weighs 200 pounds. How's there a place for him in the NBA then? I mean, he's going to be the slowest he's, he's, three he's ever. He's seven foot tall, 200 pounds. He, they would throw him around like a rag doll. You know, Barry's talking about his, his shot. If you look at his shooting percentage, it's not just his three, but even just his regular field goal percentage. It's, I mean, it's crap. You know, 40% from the field, 32% from three. Yeah, how often do you see a seven footer, especially in a league like that, that's 40% from the field? I mean, that's pretty bad. Next up, we got Patrick Williams, projected right now on tankathon.com to go at 14. He's a freshman out of Florida State, six foot eight, power forward, 225, averaged nine points, four rebounds. His comp was Marcus Morris. Jay, what did you think about Patrick Williams? Big fan, I could tell by that roll of the he, eyes right there. I mean, you know, he had good size. He was a good rebounder. His D is good. He's got a pretty good shot. Ferocious shot blocker. Yeah. I mean, you know, is that necessarily what we need with Mitch already there? I mean, I liked what I saw. Probably not. I, is it a little bit of a reach for eight? I think so. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't put him at the top of of uh, of this group. That's that's for sure. He's a, obviously a great defender. Long, six foot eleven wingspan. Yeah, he's got good size. Great shot blocker. Great defensive player. He but he does not have really much at all of an offensive game. No. I looked in his 18 games last year for uh, FSU. He had fewer than 10 points in 50% of them. And he had four games with five points or less. So he's really a defensive specialist. Barry, did you like Patrick? I mean, he was okay. But again, he's a guy that's going to fall somewhere in the mid-lottery, somewhere where the Knicks aren't going to be anywhere close to his selection. But again, we're doing this to kind of learn about these prospects. And uh, for the most part, you know, he was a good player. Like you said, really good shot blocker for his height. Don't forget, by the way, that there has been talk about the Knicks moving down. That's true, too. So you right, never so know. So they could end up in that 13, 14 range. That's true. Which is also, yeah, why it's good knowing all these guys. Um, although his three-point shot isn't great, uh, he does bring a lot of offensive tools to the table. Because every, everywhere else on the court, he looked really good. You know, his mid-range, around the rim, his dribbling, his handling, his passing, getting to the hoop. All that was positive. Um, on the defensive side, although his shot blocking was good and his rebounding was good, he uh, lacked a lot of lateral quickness. So that was his downfall. Barry's the most analytical one of any of us. I try yeah, to be. La lateral quickness? <laughs> That's when you move side to side, yeah, Jason. I, I mean, I know what it is. Your man. But... It's a pretty important part of defense. <laughs> Next up, moving up the list. Projected to go right now on Tankathon at number 12, Precious Achua. Great name, Precious. Power forward out of Memphis, six foot nine, two hundred twenty-three pounds. Fret twenty-one year old freshman. I don't know what that's about, but he's a twenty-one year old. Is that true? Twenty-one. I say he's twenty-one. I didn't realize he was a freshman. Nineteen ninety-nine. Twenty-one year old freshman. Sixteen points, eleven boards, two blocks a game. 
His comp, very impressive comp, Jeremy Grant with shades of Giannis. Guys, I'll start with him. Before I even saw the comp, I was blown away by watching this guy play. He's got a seven foot two wingspan. When I got up to him, I thought he was the best athlete in these like four weeks where we've been looking at the point guards, shooting guards, small forwards. Of everyone we've looked at so far, he was by far, I thought, the best athlete. Super energetic, super athletic. On the floor, he reminded me kind of like Blake Griffin. He could put the ball on the floor, beat his man. He was real creative around the rim and his head was pretty much getting at rim level when he went up to throw it down. Seemed like he had a ton of ton of potential, big body, NBA ready. His final three games at Memphis, he averaged 20 points, 18 boards, and three blocks. And not only does he do it on the offensive end of the floor, not really, he doesn't really have much of a shot yet, but he's really good defensively as well. So he's not just great offensively and can't do anything defensively or great defensively and doesn't have much offensively. He's good on both ends of the floor. I really liked him. Yeah. And, you know, your name is Precious. You better be really strong and athletic, you know, to be behind that name. And and that's what he was. And it's funny you said shades of Giannis because I, I thought that too, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to sound, um, you know, ridiculous. I didn't feel that. I mean, I didn't sense that way watching it, but it's uh, that's what the the comp was listed as. Yeah, yeah. And then no, I was I saw like, that. It's, he, po- it's possible. Yeah, no, he was super strong, super athletic. He moved really well. Um, I think he's going to have a long career in the NBA. It seems like he's got a lot of control in and around the paint. Even when he puts the ball on the floor, his free throw shooting was horrendous, uh, like 59%. Um, and that was like six attempts a game. Not a great post defender for his size. You know, you'd think with a strong body in there, he he would be. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely a good player. I think we're going to be hearing a lot of his name, you know, in the future. You know, um, not saying he's going to be at the all-star level, but uh, like I said, I think he's going to be a solid player. The athletic ability was, was pretty impressive. He had a, a motor that seemed like it just went all game long. Uh, his jumping ability is is insane. He's able to to defend multiple positions. I think the big thing is that he doesn't really have much of a shot, and you're not really going to be getting you know great passing out of there. So you've you've got some weaknesses there. But he seems like the kind of guy that would just live around the rim on rebounds and 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 in transition. Like you don't you don't want him shooting threes or anything like that. I, why would you want your power forward doing that? But yeah, he looks like he's a guy who could be a beast around the around the rim. I checked it out. He's from Nigeria originally. He was born in Nigeria. And he bounced around high schools a little bit. So that's probably why he's a freshman at, at the age of 20 or 21. So it's possible he could be like 27, right? Uh, I mean, I, I that's... Isn't it? 27 is a little high, but... He's not. Nobody really knows his true age. He said he, it, he moved to the U.S. in eighth grade. Okay, yeah. So... And he was probably... In the eighth grade, he was probably 17. So who knows? Did you think, I don't think that they're a similar player, but you seem to have a lot of the same strengths as Mitch. Yeah, you know, same that, kind of the player. The motor and the shot blocking and the energy and the athletic ability and how high he can jump and the wingspan. And, but I thought he was, seems, to me, he seemed to be w- way smoother and better offensively than Mitch. Uh, just handling the ball, getting inside. We haven't seen anything from Mitch on that end. So I, I actually was watching him. I was wondering, would I rather have him than Mitch? Well, th- did you see the Real, what those videos of Mitch shooting the threes from the corner? Everything Mitch could do, he was doing out there. But then he had an, a, a more of an offensive game. You didn't feel that way? Uh, not for a second. Even in these videos we see of Mitch handling the ball in practice or in scrimmages, and he's doing these crazy moves and people are going crazy over them. 
I look at them and I, I think it, it's the most awkward looking thing well, I've ever seen. That and he's we almost never... twisting his he's almost twisting his ankle every time he makes a move. That and in, and in real games we never saw see him take more than one dribble. I think there was one time where he like um you know let a break by himself and he dribbled the ball all the way down his court. You remember that up the right side of the court? There was like yeah, one oh, yeah, time yeah, he did yeah. that. Other than that, he amazing. dribbles the ball once, if that. So we never see it. No, and even that time he took one dribble, I think, to, at half court, and then got all the way to the basket on two. Well, steps. we've seen that he could run the whole court in like two steps. We've seen that video too. Yeah, Butch told us that. Remember? Yeah. Like I said, I was blown away by him. I was just shocked to see a player like him that I didn't really know much about that was projected to go at like twelve or lower. That I I really felt like I liked as much as any of the small forwards we talked about last week. I, I felt like I liked him as much as Isaac Okoro, who everyone talks about going in the top five to eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Okoro's definitely above Precious for me. Oh, he is way above him for you? I really like yeah. Precious. All right, next up. I think this is a little weird because he's he's dropped a lot over the past few weeks. I don't know why, but right now Tankathon has Obi Toppin going eight to us, actually. He's a 23-year-old out of Dayton, sophomore out of Dayton, six foot nine, average 20 points, seven and a half boards, two assists, a block. His comp is Amari Stoudemire, and he also wears the number one. I don't know if that's a coincidence. And he hails from Brooklyn, New York. Jay, I'll start with you. Extremely athletic. He's another one who is jumping ability. Just, I mean, as ridiculous as it Insane. sounds. It just didn't he? He looked exactly like Stoudemire. Yeah, just it, he just his athletic ability. It just leaps out at you when you when you watch the video. I mean, the guy's got crazy hops. But unlike Precious, he had a he has a really good shot. Like he's got a decent three point shot. Obviously, is is a good thing. I mean, on the on the negative side, he's a little on the old side. 22, he'll be 23, I think, in March. Uh, his defense is not the best. Um, a lot of the stuff that I saw, <laughs> they talked about his footwork and how it's not necessarily so great. It was awful. It's awful. But the athletic ability is is definitely there. I mean, yeah, when I saw the the comp for Stoudemire, I I thought, yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see that. Some sites have been projecting him top five, or yeah, even yeah. three or four. Yeah, there was a mock I saw come out last week. I think it was from NBC Sports that had him at five. I mean, when the first highlight of the video, he goes between his legs on the break for a windmill Oh, yeah, slam. it's incredible. Every movement offensively was like seeing Amari Stoudemire again. It was really weird. Even his body type. Yeah, his dunks were The insane. way he runs, the way he throws it down, it's Stoudemire. But like you were saying, when, it, when they got to playing his defensive highlights or lowlights... As smooth and natural as he looked offensively, he was the total opposite on the other end. Slow. As right. as Clyde would say, he was stumbling and bumbling and falling all over the place. It was it's so bad. His footwork. He was tripping over his own feet, falling down constantly. It was bizarre to me that he was that bad. He, he looked so inept defensively that it almost ruined everything I saw that I loved about him. Barry, did you like Obi? Yeah, again, I mean... Definitely didn't like his uh, his defense, you know. But uh, but yeah, super exciting, super fast, super athletic. He gets way up in the air. He had a good percentage from three, although he didn't have a lot of attempts. But I mean, that's a good sign that the potential's there for that. I know, you know, it's a big knock on his age. I don't see it as that big of a deal. You know, a lot of times they feel when they get that old, there may not be that much more room for potential. But that's not necessarily the case. You know, maybe you're getting a player who's closer to being NBA ready, um, and is still growing. You know, you don't you don't really know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, a very, very uh, exciting playmaking uh, guy you got in Obi Toppin. Could you see him and Mitch playing well together? Yeah, I think it would be fun. I mean, you never know who's going to come at you at the at the uh, 
at the basket. Again, you know, you'd like somebody that you'd be a little bit more confident in that's going to help you space the floor. And again, you know, we I, I just said his three-point shot's not there yet because, uh, you know, we still got to grow that up. And, you know, you need guys on the floor that are going to space it, you know. Um, so ideally, you know, we'd want shooters, but I don't think you could pass up on a guy like him if he's at that spot, you know, it's definitely worth considering. All right, and guys, projected right now to go at number six. And we know a lot about this player. We at least know his name because we did the mock draft week after week after week during the season, after the season, and every week we got Onyeka Okongwu. And I finally got to watch some highlights of him. He's 20 years old, projected to go top eight right now, currently at six to the Hawks. Six foot nine freshman out of USC, 16 points, nine boards, three blocks. Comp. Antonio McDice. Barry, you finally got a chance to see Onyeka Okongwu. Were you blown away? 245 pounds at six foot really? nine. He's a big boy. Really he's a big, big upper body. He's a big yeah. boy. Yeah, really good defender. That's like a, that's a, that's Charles Oakley type size there. There you go. He could dance better than Oakley. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm not sure about that. Okay. <laughs> he can guard multiple positions. He moves really well. Um, with his man, and he's a good shot blocker, really good rebounder. He's just a, a monster on the inside, um, in the paint. Definitely not a three point shooter. Mm. Uh, I think he took like a total of four attempts. He he's he, his shooting is so rare. Right that in the highlight video when they were showing his jump shot, they had to show all these shots from warm ups. Oh yeah, yeah, I noticed to that. show his jump shot. Were you right, not wondering but... why he was why it was all warm up shots? It's because he never shoots in the game. That's why. That's exactly why. Um, but again, Look here's a guy that scores over 16 points a game, and he's shooting over 61% from the field. So he knows what his strengths are, you know? And so you like that. He's not trying to play outside of himself, I guess. What about you, Blanderson? Uh, I said he was athletic on both ends of the floor. Great shot blocker, great rebounder. His wingspan is great. It's just around the rim, awesome. But you get outside of the paint there, and I don't think you're getting much of uh, of anything there. I mean, his shot is not good from outside. He's not a good passer. Great in the pick and roll. Great. Man. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the things they said. When I saw the um, the comp to Antonio McDice, though, it just that just depressed me because it just brought me yeah. back uh, to the Marcus he, Camby trade. So He's another guy, though, that I look at and I'm like, what, how, how does he fit with Mitch? Yeah, they already have one of those they guys. Both have similar, they both have similar strengths. They're not the same player. Totally different body size and but as far like you can't you need two guys to finish on the pick and roll like that and you need another player that his specialty is defense and shot blocking and doesn't shoot at all right now you're talking about they they could never play at the same time you could you imagine starting both of them yeah then you're playing five on three if you have them on the floor at the same time or three on five whatever i mean at best five on four blanderson who who is your favorite power forward of this group uh the ones we watched you got the you they're all there at the eighth pick for the Knicks. I'd say it's kind of a a, a toss up between Toppin and Okongu. I mean, do I really think that either one of them is what the Knicks need? Not not really. It's a toss up for me uh, between Obi Toppin and Onyeka Okongu. Um, because I like, I mean, Onyeka, I got to give the edge to on the defensive side of the ball, and I think it's gonna. I think Thibodeau is gonna try to be a strong defensive team try to push the ball, get out in transition, and that's going to start on the defense. But I think not only is Obi Toppin going to be more exciting to watch, I think he's got more potential to you know for that outside shot. I think he could do more on offense. So, 
you know that that's why it's a uh, a coin to us. All right, well, my, I was a toss up too, but not between Onyeka and Obi. Who, precious, oh, precious. Between Toppin and Precious. Hmm. Now I loved Onyeka, but I just don't see why we would need him with Mitch. And I don't love him enough to just take him, and, and because he's the best available talent. Um, Obi, I loved his offensive ability, and he was really bad defensively. But I'm hoping that with Mitch out there, they complement each other a bit because they're two totally different players, and they both have entirely opposite strengths. Precious, I loved his potential to become a lot better than he is right now, and he is really good right now. So it was really a toss up, but I would go with Obi Toppin. I think he could have an immediate impact. He's 23, which isn't great, but it also means he's going to probably come right in and, and play pretty good. And I could see him out there with Mitch and RJ. He he shares the ball. I could see him playing well with that team. Out of out of the, all the guys we've seen, do any of these guys jump ahead of uh, the other positions that we've liked? I, I know, Barry, you've liked Tyrese Halliburton a lot, and I think he is your top guy. Would you take Obi or Onyeka over Tyrese? No. No, still Tyrese really? with that broken shot. That's, yeah. that's He's still your number one after all, four positions? That guy? The guy who yeah. shoots from his nipples. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Barry, I also like Cole Anthony, Jay. Barry, I don't, I mean, I do. You not. like Cole Anthony over over all these guys too? Barry. Yes. No. Yep. That's shit. insanity. I do. I agree that that's insanity. That's, that's, I, know, I think no. he's going to be more. And that was more, the first position we dude, looked at. I think he's going to be a more impactful player. No, there's just, I just no, do. No way. Than anybody else where we've discussed? The, anybody else? Where does the mock draft have Cole Anthony, right? Holy shit. He's dropping, 20. right? Yeah. 20. 20 to, 20 to the heat. Yeah, the one I was just looking at had him drop down also. Um, I think it was the last I mean, we might be able to get him at 27. Uh, Can you imagine? That'd be a steal. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, would do any of these guys become your favorite overall so far? No, I think I'd still if I if if everybody you know the top ones are gone, I, I'm going with Devin Vassell. He's right. the one I've liked the most so far. It's the it's the shooting, it's the shot, the length and and the shot. I think Vassell was also my favorite too. I think that this position jumps ahead for me. I thought there were a few guys actually that I would love to have more than any other position we've seen between Onyeka, Top, and Precious. I don't know. They they were some of my favorite guys I've seen. All right, guys. Well, there's one position left, and uh, next time we do a show, whenever that is, it'll be centers, and there's not many of them. Uh, we might even just do, like, the two centers and then some leftovers or something. Right. But does everybody hear that music? Because it is time. It is that time in the show that everybody loves. Yeah, I get so excited because I keep thinking that you're about to play the music for the end of the show, and I'm like, oh, but then I hear it's time for the news, and it's like, ah, oh, my oh, favorite oh. part. It is everyone's favorite part. It's such a ch- nice change of pace, Blandy. You know, I do what I can, you know? And I've got a decent amount of stuff here. We'll see. And uh, this week, in honor of the best athlete I've seen in the draft to date, you're going to be doing it in Nigerian That accent is not for, Pre- happening. for Precious nope. Achua. Nope, nope, nope. There will be no problem with that. No one will hate us. Yeah, that, I'm not touching that. Although, was that a British <laughs> colony at some point? Maybe I could just do a British accent for that. What do you think? <laughs> no, no, fuck it. No good? All right, this is the news with Blanderson Hooper. Hooper or Hooper? Hooper. Well, unless I'm doing Hooper. it in French. So, uh, all right, here we go. You ready? First things first, you mentioned Charles <laughs> Oakley before. I want to start off with letting everybody know that if they're not watching Dancing with the Stars, Charles Oakley was the first person eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. He and his uh, and his um, partner. It was 
between them and Carol Baskin, that Tiger King woman. And uh, yeah, he <laughs> was uh, he was voted off. So Charles, wow. Charles is gone. It's good to just let the embarrassment for Knicks fans end early as possible. Um, nothing new with the with the draft. You know, they're doing this virtual combine. They invited, I think, 85 players to be part of this. Um, I know LaMelo sat down for some interviews earlier in the week and then pulled out of the rest of it. So he will not be... And what does that mean for LaMelo? I don't know. I mean, you know, he did an interview. He was asked about who he interviewed with, what teams he might be interested in. He did talk about talking to the Knicks. He also talked about uh, his father. I guess his, you know, his father made some news by talking about how he wouldn't fit in well with the Warriors at number two. And he said, you know, basically don't listen to my father. But so he's not participating in any of the, the workouts or any of that kind of stuff. You know, my favorite part about the news is, Barry, that Jay just takes over. Yeah, it is nice. Isn't it like a nice weight off? What, so you can yeah, just, yeah, it's like um, to relax. You mean you just sit back and relax? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like when your literally friend... the news starts and my whole body relaxes. Well, you know, good. it's like for me, it's like when my friend is driving me somewhere and I say, you know, I'm going to sit in the back seat. And they're looking at you all crazy, like, why aren't you sitting up front in the passenger seat? That's weird. I'm like, not your chauffeur. I was like, no, I'm going to sit in the back and relax. And Wait, what? You take, take you would do walk. that? You've done that? I've, I've done it. When? You sat in the back I mean, while with well, one other I've, person? I've done it once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's very rude. It Barry, is very rude to do. you're coming out with some weird stuff. Uh, but I've done is, it. Between this and the Tyrese Halliburton thing, I don't, it's, I don't know it's, what's going on. It's not on. a classy move. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's like driving Miss Daisy. Right. So go ahead, Miss Daisy. Um, all right, free agency. Still still not sure when free agency is going to start. They're saying the best case scenario, they think that it'll probably be like this year in terms of what the cap's going to be, which would be about $109 million, right around there with a luxury tax uh, cap at about $132 million or so. At this point, like I said, no specific date, but it, it looks like it's going to be after the draft, which is November 18th. Uh, the finals, I don't know if you guys were watching while we've been taping. The Lakers are up now 2-0, 124-114 over the Heat. LeBron looks like he's looking like he's going to win another another title. Uh, part of that is uh, Bam Adebayo was, was out, uh, and, and so was uh, Goran Dragic, who's, who's probably done for the series, I would think. He's got a, a tear uh, in his foot. How's Tyler Harrow doing, who people were just ripping on the Knicks and everyone for passing on Harrow because he had a few good games. You know, it's it's funny you bring him up. I was reading before that actually Tyrese Maxey, who we watched and none of us were impressed with, is moving up on some people's draft boards as a result of of what Harrow was doing in the playoffs because they're similar type players. Apparently they are. Th- that's that's what I saw. Yeah, it's actually helped his. I'm telling you, you cannot read too much into what anyone is doing in these playoffs. Somebody said recently, I saw a quote that this isn't that these are more like pickup oh, games. Oh, that's Scotty Pippen. I was going to bring player. that up. Yeah, what was that? Pippen? Scotty Pippen said that it's it's not real basketball because they're not traveling. It's pickup basketball. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's... I absolutely agree. You do it. Oh, I I agree that it might be pickup basketball, and 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 you cannot, like, I would never sign some guy to some massive contract because he's been amazing over this playoff run. I'm not, I could never do it. I'm not arguing with that, but this is the stakes are high. The players definitely feel it. It's not like playing in front of like you know a packed house in the finals and the energy that's going to be there and the adversity that you're going to face on an away court it's nothing like that but it's still a high level of basketball i don't think it was i don't think that's what it was about though but aren't there players that or people people in general some people are good 
are good with a lot of people watching them play something or perform, and some are not. Right, you're right. I, the, the few times I've played golf, you get on the first hole, and if there's someone there watching, like watching me hit that first shot, dude, I cannot... I cannot do anything with it. I am fucking awful because I feel the pressure. <laughs> then the rest of the game, I'm fine. But I cannot hit when people are watching. Right. And I feel like that there are players like that. So there might be players out there who are lining up playing really well because they don't have that same pressure. It's an empty gym. Right. It's It might be a high-level play and it might be important games, but there's... When the players are there, it feels like it's just a game. Uh, yeah, I don't... From Based on no, reading the quote... So. I. Barry, I don't, I don't see it as him talking about the quality because here's the whole here's the whole quote. I'm gonna be honest. It's not NBA basketball. It's not the hard grind. It's not the travel. It's not the fans. It's not the distractions. Really, to me, it's pickup basketball. It's going to the gym. Yeah, you already got your team. You all practicing together, but it's more of a pickup game because there's no fans in the stands, no distraction, no real noise. There's no pressure on the players. So I don't think it was about the quality. No pressure. You're I think stuck it was in more one place just... for over three months. You can't leave. You can't go anywhere. You can tell me that you can't. You could tell me that you're not going to judge that a doesn't player. Mean it's pressure. There is, and and you could tell me that you're not going to judge just a, a player kind of pressure. and choose to sign them because I, I agree with that because they may play differently in this court. But this championship isn't going to be worth any less. It's still a hard route to the championship in these conditions because they're not traveling. It's just if another the Lakers. Set of if the Lakers win, it doesn't mean less because they were. Basically considered a favorite, but tell me that if my if like Miami won, yeah, you wouldn't think that a lot of it had to do with 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 the games right now. The fact there's no home home court advantage at all that may help you them think because that they're younger. All of this came into play. That may help them because they're younger for the most part, maybe. But I mean, still, it they still have to get through all those other teams, and those other teams are in the same boat, same situation, and they were the ones to make it through. You can't take it away from them. Okay, keep going. We're done there. Go ahead. Keep driving. Uh, I did want to also bring up that uh, that game one had the lowest ratings of any NBA Finals game since 1988, I think. Viewership is down, although viewership is down around the, you know, like all over the place. It's, it's down at the NBA. It's been down. Golf is down. I think the British Open. All the sports yeah, are down. They're, they're, they're all down, which is weird. You would think they might be higher since everybody's at home and isn't going to the games but yeah and i'm sure after tonight with with them winning again and everybody just expecting the lakers probably to sweep that it'll go down even more coaching carousel doc rivers parts ways mm. with the clippers right very quickly signs on with um Crazy. the 76ers we'll see if he could you know somehow bring Embiid and Ben Simmons to the promised land. I mean, he couldn't get there with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, so I don't know. I mean, I guess the East is as wide open as anywhere. Uh, rumors that Ty Lu might be replacing him in L.A. Ty Lu is also an option in New Orleans and in Houston. And then also you got you got Billy Donovan, who left the rebuilding Thunder to go coach the rebuilding Bulls. Doesn't make much sense. What else you got? Any interest in Victor Aladipo, who wants out? In Indiana, apparently. What do you think? I mean, is there any more to talk about that? What do you mean, any interest? I mean, he wants out. The the rumor is out there that he's a free agent after next season, I think. But uh, but I'm not trading anything for Victor Oladipo. You, Barry? Yeah, yeah. I'll wait for something back. I mean, that's a massive, knee, you know, major <laughs> knee injury. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I mean, if we were getting something for taking him, I'm not trading any assets for him. What about Miles Turner? That's another one. I guess no. people are not happy in Indiana. No, Barry? No. 
<laughs> there he's chewing his fingernails, just being like, no, no. <laughs> and then uh, just last thing I'll throw out here, just to end on a, a, a different kind of note here. I don't know if you guys uh, have followed at all the plight of former NBA player Delonte West, who last played in the league eight years ago, been yeah. battling drug addiction and poverty since he left. He was um, he has suffers from bipolar disorder. That he was, yeah, he's constantly being spotted. Yeah, he was recently basically. like spotted like somewhere in Dallas. It's not the first time. Right? Yeah, no, multi- it's been it's happened before. Um, and uh, Mark Cuban, who was the owner of the Mavericks, you know, the last team that he played for, was able to track him down, and they got him into a, a drug rehab center in Florida. And that's that's basically it. That's good. And that's him. the way the basketball bounces. Oh, sticking with there that. There you one. go. Hmm. Well, thank you, Jay. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. If you want to reach out to us, it's hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Blandy at Blandy Hooper. Yeah, if you like our show, leave us a five-star rating and or positive review, and you can call us. That's right. The phone lines are open. 516-33-MESH-1. I want to reiterate that I won't pick up the phone, so you can call, and it's a voicemail. I know it's confusing, but it's just, it's not my regular number. I get an email when it comes in, so there's no risk of me picking up the phone. And we will hear it, and there's a good chance we'll play it. There's there's actually like a 100% chance we will play it. And I really do, I am going to beg right now, if he's out there, and I pray he still is, somebody made a comment recently about Macho Man who used to call in all the time. And I remember that he said he was battling, like, cancer. Do you remember that, Barry? Yeah, that's what we thought he said, yep. Yeah, and and then he just stopped calling. And someone mentioned on Twitter recently, like, they were worried about him. If you're out there, give us a call. I miss those calls. Don't you? No comment. (laughs) I don't want to say anything disparaging about somebody who could be, you know. All right, Macho Man, if you're out there, you heard Barry with what he just said, you'd call him and rip him a new one. I think it might be interesting to hear Derek's accent about some of these draft picks. What, what do you think? I'd like to hear Onyeka uh, Okongwu in like a thick Scottish brogue, you know? Okay, you... I like that. So that... Let's, let's play a game, Derek. Why don't you, we'll play a game where you're going to say draft pick names oh, I like in that. your accent and we have to figure out who you're like, saying. Wouldn't you like to hear him say Alexi Pukinjevsky? You know, whatever. Yes. In the... So he's set up games for us before. If Derek, if you could set up that game, that'd, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you have, you know, you you watch a lot of the Euro League. So if any of these draft picks that we've talked about already, and you've seen them, you know, multiple times in Euro League play, you could also give us, you know, your two cents on that. So now we've stopped appealing to the whole fi- to the whole listener base for voicemails, and we're actually singling people out well, to try. I and think get them that would just be fun. Is that what it's come to? <laughs> We've asked for Macho Man, and now we've asked for Derek. We'd like everybody to call in. I just, I think that that would be a fun little thing there to try and hear, you know, what it sounds like to hear. It those would be names great. In. No, it'd be, it would be great. Barry, what, what did you want to talk about? What is this bullshit that certain places now aren't giving out coins as change? Oh yeah, because there's a shortage. Really? Supposedly, or allegedly, there's a national. Well, why coin. are you paying with cash? Because that's how I pay. I always pay no, with well, cash. You shouldn't pay with cash. I don't. Right I don't carry cash in my Stupid. wallet ever. Some places won't even take anything but a credit card. Right, or they say, "Please, you know, we prefer contactless payment." But I, I pay in cash. What do you want from me? Can they even do that? 
Chipotle's doing it, Dunkin' Donuts, Target. What do you mean if they don't have the if they don't have But shouldn't they round down then? Yeah, thank Wait, you. You're saying they won't accept it? Dude, if it costs eighteen dollars and three cents and I give them nineteen dollars and they say, just so you know, you're not gonna get that ninety-three cents back. Well, that's ridiculous. I know. First off, that's that's ninety-seven cents. What'd I say? You said 1803, and then they said, you said, just so you know, you're not going to get that 93 cents back. Oh, I do. Okay. No, I do. Th- I think that it, I do think that's wrong. It is wrong. And, and, and look, I'm in a retail business. I haven't had a problem going to the bank and getting change. They never give me a problem. I get rolls of quarters, dimes, nickels, pennies. They never give me a, a fucking problem. Wait, anyway, I got an article of the Washington Post from September 1st, so a month ago. No, there's a, there's a coin shortage. You got the Treasury Secretary in, in August tweeting out for people to help get coins moving by spending any extra change they have. And is that is that because of the, what's going on in this fucking country right now? Yes, it's based on the pandemic. The mint, the U.S. Mint scaled back number of employees working to allow for social distancing towards the beginning. They didn't get back to full production until mid-June. So that was what, March to June. So yeah, it's my problem that the store doesn't have enough change on hand. Well, the fact that they round that they don't round down, that they round up, that is ridiculous. Yes. Or d- then give me a fucking gift card with the change on it. It's ridiculous. They could they could simply say under fifty cents, you could go down, over, you go up, and yeah. then no, it'll always even out for them. Yeah. Call your congressman. All right. Well, this is one of our greatest shows ever. And I can tell because we spent the last two minutes talking about coins, uh, the coin shortage fascinating in the country stuff you don't hear just anywhere i don't think there's a podcast in the world that's talking about a coin shortage no and people are thinking about it they've heard about it they're wondering about it there's only one person that cares about the shortage it's the only fucking guy paying with yeah, cash honestly. right now it's you see that's the thing it says it's a circulation problem it's not a it's not a it's somewhat of a supply problem but it's mainly a circulation so problem. on the one hand you're saying don't you use shouldn't cash. pay with ca- jason on the one hand you're telling me i shouldn't be paying with cash yeah because of the pandemic, and I don't want to spread germs. But on the other hand, you're telling me I should be paying with my loose change to get it back into the system, which is it? Okay. Guys, until next time, it is <laughs> like we're going to go on with this forever. <laughs> until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. I, I could see that that was going to just go on and on. <laughs> then you got the music playing for like 15 minutes, right. and we're talking about pennies and dimes. I love when the music's playing behind us, though. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.